Hey everyone, welcome to Sunny Commutes Podcast episode 47, and this is where I talk web development, business, and other related topics. Today, I want to talk about state management. This is a concept in software design where you have interactions within your application, and those interactions change the way that your user interface looks. So some some simple examples where a user might click a button and uh, something shows up, some text or an image, Uh, maybe an alert or notification comes in, so you have to show them that message, you know, notify the user somehow. And there's different ways that you can do this. I'm going to talk about the two different ways, a traditional kind of imperative way, and I'll describe and explain what that means. And then also this new way that is popularized by certain JavaScript frameworks like React, uh, Vue, and Angular. And it's the new declarative way. It prevents a lot of bugs, it's like less error prone, and it's honestly a much nicer way to manage your state. So let's go ahead and talk about it. So this first way, the traditional method of state management, is what I call imperative because you are manually deciding what happens as you update your UI. Whereas in the newer declarative way, your uh, UI just simply updates. You don't really care how it's done. Uh, It just happens. So you just give it a new piece of state and it will show the new UI. So let's talk about this first method and I'll use a common example throughout where you simply have a button that toggles an image. So you have a button, it says show image initially. Uh, You click it and an image will display somewhere on the page. Now the button says hide image, click it again and that image will no longer be displayed. If you were to handle this the traditional or imperative way, uh, you would attach an event listener to that button and within that uh, you know, click listener, you would uh, have some logic in there to display that image. So initially you only really care about displaying it and so you probably can just go ahead and select that image somewhere in the page, do like a document.query selector, and then you change the style so that it's now visible, uh, whether that's you know by removing a, a hidden class or uh, by adding an inline style, doesn't really matter, but you're gonna do something to display that image, right? And everything is fine there, but then you realize, okay, well, if I click it again, it's not gonna do what I want it to because it only knows how to display an image. So now you need some sort of if statement in there. Uh, You need some sort of flag to decide whether to show the image or to hide it. And there's different ways to do this, which is part of the problem. So one way in which you can do this is to detect to see if the image is uh, hidden or not. So in that case, your source of truth or your source of state is the image itself. Um, Is it hidden? Well, okay, let's make the action to be Uh, show the image. And if it's not hidden, then we'll hide it. But what about the button? The button has text that also decides whether the image is hidden or visible. And so you could, you know, go ahead and read the text on the button and see if it says show image or hide image. Um, But you don't really want to do that because what if the text changes in the future? You don't want that functionality to be tied to that button label. Okay, well, you can solve this by using a different flag, different source of truth. You could use 
a different uh, class on the button. You could add some sort of attribute on there. Um, you know, really it's just multiple ways to handle this, right? But, you know, when someone comes by and looks at your code, uh, they need to right away know what the state is, how it's updated, and if your state, your source of truth, comes from the page itself, like from the DOM uh, elements, so the button and the image, then, you know, the, this way you don't really have like a single um, predictable way in which, you know, your UI decides how it's going to update itself, and any other developer you know, they're going to come by and they don't know what the standard way is within your application to decide where that state comes from. And if you look at like your different components, different you know, modules in the page, you'll realize that if you're building in this imperative way, that state might come from different places um, for those different components. And not standardizing, not being consistent with that um, just can create a lot of bugs. And also you're just manually managing all that functionality, right? You're manually selecting the elements, um, like the button itself and the image, um, and then you're just like reading off different attributes or, you know, wherever you're deciding uh, where the, the source of truth, that state comes from, you know, you're reading some sort of attribute on those elements, um, you know, you're manipulating that element to be hidden or visible or whatever and having to manually manage all of that uh, introduces a lot of human error. So let me now get to the new declarative approach, which I think is a way better method for managing state. So let me show you how you would be able to do this in a modern JavaScript framework like React. Now this concept doesn't, you know, you don't have to use a framework to use this concept of the declarative state management but it does become much easier and it also provides a standardized way in which your components are built in which uh, other developers can, can come by and understand how your UI is, is created. So uh, the way that you would handle this button toggle example with the image is you would still have an onclick handler which you would provide a method and in that method you simply update a state object. So you have your state, your source of truth, as, as a simple JavaScript object, and that, uh, that solves the problem where you have those multiple sources of truth for your state. Now you just have one, and it's always just this object that you can access, and you can update by calling a method called setState. So you would call setState within your onclick to update that state, and you would simply access the current state to just toggle that image to be uh, hidden or visible. It would just be the opposite of what it is currently. So you might, you know, have like this.state.isVisible and when you click you just set that to the opposite so you would, you know, this.setState provide a new object that provides the uh, inverse boolean value of that, you know, isVisible property on there. And then your UI, um, React provides a render method in which you can also access that state, which is just a simple object, and uh, you just update your UI based on that. So it would be simple like if statements in which you show different UI based on that state. Hopefully that makes sense and helps you understand how this is a much better way because 
you are no longer trying to figure out where to store your states. You're not storing it in the DOM. You're not storing it, you know, any place else in multiple places. You just have a single object that you can always access when you're uh, rendering your UI. Like you don't care how it's updated. It just simply is. You just you just tell it, okay, in this state I want it to look like this. In a different state, I want it to look uh, different, and that's it. You know, React will handle updating the DOM for you, or whatever framework it might be. And of course, you can you know you can do this in vanilla JavaScript. You don't have to focus on using a framework. Um, and this concept is just really important. I mean, I've seen people do it with something like jQuery. At that point, you're kind of building your own mini framework where you might have some helper functions to do this for you. You know, your state can still be represented as a simple object, but, um, but you know, React and Vue and all these frameworks are popular for a reason. It's because they allow you to work a lot faster in this new declarative way. You have this nice state management that's built in, and you just reduce a lot of potential bugs. So if you haven't gotten to using these frameworks, I definitely suggest it and hopefully this will help you learn a lot faster because now you understand how state management works and how there's this old imperative way that you might be used to with jQuery or vanilla JavaScript and this new declarative way. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you'd like more topics like this. You can tweet me any suggestions at sunnysinkio. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, and your podcatcher of choice. So I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.